Welcome to the Apostasy Show, hosted by JLB. This presentation is being streamed via the Dark Matter Digital Network in association with the Infinite Plane Society. You can find all our episodes at the website apostasyshow.com. There, you can also leave audio messages to be played during the show. New episodes are streamed every Monday beginning at 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. The Apostasy Show is an entirely independent production made possible by supporters from all around the world. Check out apostasyshow.com to find out how you can get involved by sharing your treasure, your time, or your talent. But what is apostasy? Apostasy is the act of giving up your religion or political beliefs and leaving behind a religion or a political party. Apostasy is embracing an opinion that is contrary to one's previous religious beliefs. One who undertakes apostasy is also known as an apostate. Basically, apostasy is the act of leaving behind your old belief system. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. If you have begun to peer behind the curtain, then you probably realize that you were taught things as a child which are simply not true. And you probably also realize that if you simply question the orthodoxy of our day, it can make the regular folk around you rather uncomfortable. Some people are not ready for these kinds of conversations. And in many cases, they never will be. But here at The Apostasy Show, we're making apostasy great again. It's okay to question what we think we know. And that's the whole point of The Apostasy Show. Now here's your host, JLB. How about that for an intro? Thank you, Sereno. Yes, I'm very happy with that one, guys. What do you think about that? I want your honest feedback about that intro. I'm personally very happy about it. But uh, I'm always taking feedback from people. I love feedback. I'm all about feedback. Improving what I do. And giving the people what they want. I'm all about that. But a uh, big thanks to Serena for that intro. Yes, today is February 22 of the year 2021. Goodness gracious me. And a uh, big thanks to all the people in the live stream chat for letting me know they could hear the audio. What was the sound like compared to my voice now? Was it about the same or do I need to boost the, the intro? Don't worry guys, we'll get this all sorted in the next couple of weeks. We're still still finding our feet here on the Apostasy Show. This is the second official episode. I'm, of course, your host, John Bond, coming to you from Bulgaria. Wow, what a country. What a part of the world. It's fantastic. Very happy here, I have to say that. And uh, guess th- get this. In two days' time, it will be two years since I left Australia. God bless Australia. Love the country. Great country. Good people. But, uh, man, there's some madness going on there at the moment, isn't there? We might talk about it, that in this show. What are we going to talk about in this show, guys? Well... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk more about 37 things normies believe because episode by episode, we're getting through this list. We're going to talk a little bit about 37 things conspiratards believe. That's right, guys. It's not just the normies who believe nonsense. It's the conspiratards as well. We're going to talk about that. What else have we got going on here? Well, we've got uh, a chat between Tim Osman and Truth34 to talk about. Looking forward to discussing this. And we've got a voicemail as well to read out. So... Lots to do here at John the Bond. Well, not John the Bond. This is the apostasy show, isn't it? Now, as Serena was trying to explain to you all, what is apostasy? If you look up the definition, basically it's just being a heretic, going against your religion. Now, many people will come back to me and they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm not religious, I'm not this. I'm like, okay, fine. Do you believe in a magical place in the sky? Yes, most people do, yeah. Do you believe in an end of the world story, what we might call an eschatology or an eschatology? Do you, you know, do you believe that the, the sun's going to burn out and, and take the earth with it or that the humans are going to kill themselves with nuclear weapons or with uh, carbon emissions? Do you believe that this might happen? Yeah. See, 
So you believe in a magical place in the sky. You believe in eschatology. How about how we got here? How do you think that do you have like a creation story in your mind? Maybe a, a big bang? Mm, yes, most people do believe. That's what we've got. Hold on a second. We've got a creation story. <laughs> we've got an eschatology. We've got a magical place in the sky. How about a set uh, value system of morality? Do you have that as well? Do you have, say, a system of, I don't know, it's wrong to miss misgender people? Is it wrong to be a racist? Do you have all these values about what's right and wrong? Because if you do, then you've got the creation story, the end of the world story, the magical place in the sky, and the value system. Jeez, guys, this to me sounds a little bit religious. Let's try one more thing. If somebody comes to you and they say that they don't like uh, your opinions, or if someone comes to you and they say that they don't agree with your magical place in the sky, do you get angry at them? Do you call them names? Do you feel offended by the fact that they don't believe in your, your magical place in the sky? Because if you do, then can you see the similarities here, guys? And a lot of us, we were raised in these religious environments, schools and households and communities. Uh, we were raised by TV to believe all of this crazy nonsense about how we got here, where we're going, what we're meant to do here, the magical place in the sky. Oh, the experts are going to take us to the magical place in the sky, right? We were raised to believe all of that. And some of us have started to realize that a lot of that stuff is complete nonsense. So we don't believe it anymore. And that makes us apostates. And so this is the apostasy show, where we talk about what we used to believe, why we don't believe it anymore, what we believe now. We just discuss these things, and it's nobody has to get hurt, nobody has to die. In the last three episodes, nobody died, nobody got hurt. We can just have a chat, have fun, and hopefully enjoy the show. So let me know in the live stream chat, am I coming through nice and clear? Let's have a look. Yes, it seems like they can hear me because they're responding to what I'm saying. So let's go and take a look at the people in the live stream chat. Dan W is there as usual. Mike G, Cub Star, Empress Infinite, Infinite Plane Society himself, very nice. And of course, this is being this live stream is being simulcast via the Dark Matter Digital Radio Network. And uh, there's links to all of that in the info box below. They're doing great work at Dark Matter. Tim Osman has managed, this is just what I'm hearing through the grapevine, guys. Don't quote me on this. Apparently, there's a couple of people who might be doing some regular weekly spots. Now, think about this. What if Tim can organize four or five, six people to do regular spots? All of a sudden, you've got yourself a genuine network of people talking about media fakery, skepticism, visual literacy or symbol literacy. Hey, how amazing is this? So check out Dark Matter. Like I said, this is being simulcast quite proudly through Dark Matter. Let's see who else we got in there. C Bass left a lovely comment, didn't he, last week? Wasn't that amazing? It was terrific. Thank you very much for C Bass for that. Hoopy34 is, or 304 is in there. Chris Kinghorn asks, is it too late to leave a voice message? No, it's not. If you leave a voice message now, it'll have time to make it into the, the live show that we're doing right now. And I won't get a chance to listen to it uh, off, the, off the record. So I will have no chance to think about what you're putting in. That could make it fun, though. It'll be basically like a live call, won't it? So you can do that. Speaking of which, I do have to jump into the JLB uh, member room. If you are on uh, the JLB Discord... Feel free to jump in, and if you start talking, the listeners will be able to hear you. So if you want to do that, jump into the JLB Discord server, leave a message for me, at John LeBon. That'll alert me that you're there, and then I can just throw to you and say, hey, uh, someone's joined me. That's the closest we have to live calls in right now. Uh, we will organize the phone numbers and the rest of it over the next few weeks, but for now, the closest we have to live calls in is if you just jump on the Discord server, and uh, I will be there. 
just message me and then I'll throw to you. It'll be just like a call. The next best thing is leaving a message, which yes, Chris, you are invited to do right now. Links in the info box below. Dan W says, here's your host, JLB. That sounded good. Yeah, I was very impressed. Uh, Serena did a great job recording that. True professional. Dan W says, Bulgaria, sunny beach. No, there is a sunny beach in Bulgaria on the Black Sea, I believe. But uh, that's, that's Varna. Varna and the other towns in that area. I'm actually in the snowfields. Can you believe that? I don't even know how to ski. Hopefully one day. Yes, we are making apostasy great again. IPS, that's exactly what we're doing. Jacquois, who I think found my work through Twitter, please correct me if I'm wrong, says, my number one belief I'm aware of is that other humans are also conscious. Yeah, now, of course, the other humans are conscious in the sense that you can talk to them, they can respond to you. Of course, that's true. Uh, however, maybe some of the humans aren't quite as thoughtful. They're not quite as capable of, of abstract thought as perhaps we've been led to believe and perhaps as much as we want to believe it. You know, you're talking to someone, you want to believe that they're capable of the same thoughts that you are, and so you can have a, a mutually intelligible conversation, that you can know where they're coming from, and they can know where you're coming from. That's what we want to believe. That's what most people still do believe. Even in the so-called truth movement, most people still believe that the other people around them are intelligent, thoughtful, uh, creative, etc. I used to believe that. I no longer do. Maybe later in the presentation we'll talk about that. We've got Jenna Lovecraft, Reeves, we've got Ackle Day, Osher, a whole ton of people here. Richard asked a question. Thank you, Richard. The question is, why is the debate around fakery so polarized? Why is the debate around fakery so polarized? Uh, that's, I don't think that's, there's an easy answer to that question, but it relates to what I was just saying. What if we live in a world where most of the people around us aren't actually capable of critical thought? They're just emotional creatures. They're not logical. Because we like to think that we like to think that we as individuals we are logical more than emotional. We consider things from a logical perspective, not how it makes us feel, but what makes sense logically. What's the evidence? Okay, what are the premises? What are the conclusion? Get rid of the logical fallacies. What we arrive at should be something close to the truth. If we do that, we like to think that everyone does that. What if most people never do that? They're not capable of doing that unless they're very well led by an instructor in a logic class or something. Maybe then they can, they can mirror the process. But most people, it's emotion before logic. So when you challenge their, their religious beliefs, like a magical place in the sky, or like a creation myth, like the Big Bang, or like an eschatology, like uh, the sun burning out and taking Earth with it, or an asteroid coming and taking us out, or what's the other one, nuclear war, they have these beliefs that are so important to them that when you challenge that, the emotion kicks straight in. There's no logic... So it seems polarized because their responses are so, um, you know, so direct. No, you can't say that. You're wrong. You're, you know, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it seems polarized for that reason. And one of the things I've been trying to talk about with my website for a long time and now with this show, The Apostasy Show. By the way, we had two uh, pilot shows. This is the second official show. So this is the fourth show. This is the fourth consecutive Monday that we've appeared at this time. And uh, we'll be here every Monday, midday, New York time. Uh, like I said, Dark Matter Digital Network, and so long as I have it, my YouTube channels as well. But they're on borrowed time, let's be honest. But uh, in any event, I'll be here every Monday. So those of you who enjoy this show, I hope to see you next Monday, every Monday going forward. I hope that answers your question, Richard. Thank you for the question. Jacquard says, found you through IPS, I believe. Well, there you go. Excellent. He's doing good work, Tim Osmond. And as I always say, $2 per month US 
get you access to the IPS Discord server, and that gets you access to all the memes and all the thoughtful discussions. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's two bucks. If you spend two bucks to join that server through Patreon, and you come back to me in a month and say, JLB, it wasn't worth my $2, and I think you're being sincere, I will try to find a way to uh, make it up to you, okay? I'll try and find a way to make that $2 up to you, okay? But I don't think that's going to happen. So for those of you who are still hesitant to do it because you don't like Patreon or you don't trust it or whatever, I understand that. The whole so-called truth movement used to be very hesitant to use Patreon or PayPal or whatever. I think these days people are, are sort of growing up a little bit, getting more mature, realizing, hold on, anybody, who, anyone who runs a show who wants to know who I am or who you are or where we live or what we spend our money on, that information is all there. There's no reason to be scared. And uh, no one's coming to get us. And for those who are like, not afraid of someone to come and get them, they just don't want to support you know, big tech or whatever, Fair enough, but do you buy movies? Do you have a Netflix account? Do you go to the cinemas when they're open? Do you buy alcohol like I do? Do you buy drugs like I never would? I would never do such a thing. We are all supporting the system, most of us anyway, in one way or another. So this idea, of, oh, I don't want to support the, the system. Okay, but aren't you already doing that? I think that's, I think that's probably an illogical reason not to join. So $2 a month, go and check it out. I recommend it very highly. Richard then comes back with a follow-up uh, response. Thank you. It seems so digital to me. No COVID, nobody died, nobody got hurt. But I know that's not true. This is something I've elaborated on in the past as well. The logic versus the rhetoric. So when you hear me say, nobody died, nobody got hurt, that's a way for me to try and cut through the nonsense, cut through the noise, and say, right, these people telling you that there's people dying, I'm telling you they're not dying, okay? Now, it's a little bit dialectical, but sometimes that's how you have to start off. If, I, if you come to me and you say, oh, uh, 20 children got shot. And I'm like, okay, well, let's go through. I mean, maybe they did. Let's go through the names one by one. That's just, that's never going to work. If I just say, nobody died, nobody got hurt. Now you know about my position, where I'm coming from. Then you can engage with it or you can disappear. That's the beauty of understanding rhetoric versus logic. Now, if, if I establish that we can have a sensible conversation about this, then we can go through the logic bit by bit. Okay, what did you see on TV? Why do you believe the TV? Do you understand that there might be a motive here? Right? Like, then we can get into a broader conversation. But these short, sharp catchphrases, the rhetoric, they're there for a reason. I use them for a reason, and they're very effective. And I learned this largely thanks to Crazy Dave J, who people think is crazy. Maybe sometimes he acts crazy. But that too is one of the smartest people I've ever heard in my life. And I did a podcast with him on johnthebond.com a couple of years ago, which you can check out at johnthebond.com. Two-hour conversation, the most lucid, the most insightful you will ever hear, Dave J because it was two hours, myself and four members of my website just asking Dave questions. No one got offended. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Great conversation. Check it out at johnthebond.com. That's Dave J. We had a chat with him about the, uh, the war folkery. Yes, many people don't understand this. Like I said to him, okay, why did they do why, why'd they do 9-11? Let's, oh, not 9-11, 7-11, as Matt from Quantum of Conscious would call it. Why'd they do 7-11? Oh, they faked 7-11 so they could go to war in the Middle East. Okay, why do you believe that? You were willing you were willing to discard the belief in Osama bin Laden's and my terrorists. Are you willing to discard your belief in my Middle Eastern wars? Or is that too far? Because the same people who told us it was my terrorists also told us that they went into my Middle East for war. Then people come back to me and they go, oh, but I know someone who served there. Yeah, and what did they do there? I'll tell you what they didn't do was get into firefights with dudes shooting Kalishnikovs at them 
in, in what, some 30, 40-year war against the West? Give me a break, man. That didn't happen. That's never happened. That's not a real thing. Do people go there? Sure. But are they involved in a real war? No, they're not. Now, this might be very controversial for some of you. I'm not trying to offend anybody. In a moment, we'll get to 37 things. Normies believe, and you'll see. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just telling you, we have been lied to on a scale so gargantuan. Most people could never even imagine it. And you know what? That's okay. It's not their fault. They believe the TV. They just want to go along with the crowd. That's the human's natural state. And I'm not here to say that that's bad. I'm here to say that that's how it is. All right. So let's get back on. I'll read a couple more comments, and then we need to go and check out this 37 things normies believe. We're already 20 minutes into the show. Can you believe that? Uh, Mike G says, given our radical apostasy, how would we know if we're in fact insane, as in 12 monkeys? Oh boy, you guys are asking the tough questions early. Uh, Mike, you've been, uh, we've been chatting for how long now? A couple of years since you first joined a, a call on JohnLeBond.com. So I think we, we know where each other's coming from fairly well. Uh, you know how I feel about this, that the, the people around us, uh, most of the people around us, as I was saying earlier, they don't want to think through these things for themselves. Just because I do or you do, doesn't mean that I'm the same one. I could be the crazy one. Look at my life. Look at what I've done with my life. Look what I've, especially the last two years of my life. I mean, you go back to 2016 and I had an okay job. Okay, it wasn't a great job, but it was an okay job. I was doing fairly well at it and I was making more money than I've ever made before, a nine to five. I decided to quit that to go and do what? To go and film a dinosaur skeptic documentary for dinoskeptic.com. And then from there, I decided to put all my efforts into building up a, an online website talking about these topics. To then what? To go and move to low cost of living countries all by myself. Uh, move around from Airbnb to Airbnb, usually by myself, rarely with anybody else around. Just me, my thoughts, my laptop, some sunlight hopefully, and uh, five years of that. Dude, that's crazy. That's a crazy way to live your life. That's insane, isn't it? So maybe I'm crazy. And I think, yeah, it's important to be open to that. But I do know some people who, they're actually gaslighting themselves. They really start to go through this period of, no, I'm the crazy one. And because they're so surrounded by the normal people, the normies, as I lovingly call them, they actually gaslight themselves. And, and I, I think that can be a, a problematic way to, to go. I think it comes down to your own self-confidence. Do you have confidence that you've done the work? Have you sat down and done the research? Have you sat down and looked at both sides? Have you tried to have conversations with people who believe the other thing? Which I do all the time on Reddit and other internet forums. I've even done live on the air with uh, Believers in the Ball and all the rest of it. I've done the work. I've challenged myself. I've challenged other people. They've challenged me. This is what I've been doing for years and years now. I'm very confident in what I'm doing, what I'm saying. I think the people who gaslight themselves, they start to think, oh, maybe I'm the crazy one. They're the ones who haven't really done the work. They haven't done the research. They know deep down they haven't. You know, they've just come along and trusted someone like me. Look, if, you, if you're if you a regular person and normie, you come and you hear me and you think I'm convincing and then you start adopting some of my uh, belief system, you're probably going to start gaslighting yourself because you haven't done the work. Okay, you're, now you're believing something. You've gone from believing TV to believing JLB. That's not really any better because you haven't done the work. On the other hand, if you sit down, this is one example, the history hoax. If you, if you decide one day, I'm going to look into... Uh, Tutankhamun, King Tut, or I'm going to look into Caesar, or I'm going to look into Jesus, I'm going to look into Herodotus, or any of these people. And you say, I'm going, to, I'm going to spend the time, this could take a couple of days, but I'm going to test Jarvis' theory. I'm going to see if I can find the primary sources that are thousands of years old, right? If you follow that process by the end of it, uh, you'll be much more confident in yourself, because you'll see 
what I'm saying is there to be seen, the wireframe mesh. All of a sudden, you won't be gaslighting yourself because you'll know that you've done the work. And then you try and raise this with people and say, hey, look, I was looking into this, um, this character, Strabo, and I couldn't find any primary sources more than a couple hundred years old. What do you think about that? And then when you see people, oh, no, nah, you just didn't look hard enough. Or, oh, no. Nah, and you know they've not done the work. Then you'll see what you're dealing with here. I think doing the work is the easiest way to, to not gaslight yourself, to not get it stuck in this habit of, oh, maybe I'm the wrong one. Uh, yeah, you've got to do the work, I think. Um, is it, I shouldn't say you've got to do the work. I think doing the work is the easiest way to avoid the self-gaslighting would be my uh, response to that. But even once you've done the work, you might still find yourself thinking, maybe I'm the crazy one. Because look at the world. Look at the world and look at the life. And yeah, you've got to remain open. Okay, Richard says, this is the same Richard, I think. Uh, yeah, but I know an old friend who has had COVID-like disease, almost died. <laughs> also, 0.4% of 7-Eleven of victims have proof of life before. Okay, um, let's, let's break this down. You have a friend who has had COVID-like disease. So you have a friend who has the flu. You have a friend who uh, had a headache, maybe a runny nose, maybe a fever. Yeah, maybe some lethargy. Mm, maybe a loss of appetite. Yeah. So, listen, Richard, no offense. So what? <laughs> so what? what? What point are you trying to make? As for the 0.4% of 7-Eleven victims have proof, I don't even know what you're talking about. Richard says, great show. I know we have been lied to massively. Well, thank you for the, the kind words. I appreciate that. Uh, Alpha A4 says, only you can take yourself to Tucson. That's true. I can go there. I can come back and tell you what I saw there. I can explain how I got there. But I cannot, I cannot drive people there. They really have to do it themselves. And it involves sitting there, reading, taking notes, checking. So it takes so much time. And let's be real, everybody. Who the hell wants to sit down and do that work? It can be uh, tedious compared to watching movies or listening to podcasts. It can be quote unquote boring. Uh, if you really go down the path, it can be frustrating because you check this source, you go nowhere. You check this source, you go nowhere. It's like, um, well, I think I made the analogy last week. It's like there's a giant glass dome atop, atop you and you, you keep bumping into a wall and after a while it gets frustrating. So who wants to do the work? I get it. I totally get it. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I think that's it from the live stream chat. I'll come back and read more comments later, but we need to go through 37 things normies believe. And so far in the first three episodes, the two pilots and uh, last week's episode, just give me a second to get a glass of water here. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yes, beautiful Bulgarian tap water, lovely stuff. So in the first three episodes, we went through uh, the first 12 items on 37 things normies believe. Let me just check. Yeah, everything's going well. Uh, I won't recap them. Uh, you can listen to them in the first three episodes, all available at apostasy.com. Link in the info box below. Last week, we dealt with history. This week, we're taking a look at health. So let's zoom in, shall we? That's a bit too far. There we go. And let me just scroll up so people don't get distracted. Okay, so this is item number 13 on 37 Things Normies Believe. Link to the full article available for free at johnlebond.com in the info box below. Item number 13. State-funded, mandated vaccinations are primarily intended to save people from disease or illness. Let me read that one again. State-funded slash state-mandated vaccinations are primarily intended to save people from disease and or illness. Now, this article, guys, 
is from, I believe, 2017. I keep confusing myself. End of 2016, start of 2017. Let's double check. Yep, October 2016. So this is from more than four years ago. And I wrote that one of the 37 things normies believe is that the vaccinations are here to help them, to save them. And here's why they believe that. Because, you see, we've got these experts. Okay, now these experts spend a lot of time studying to help us. Okay, they're dedicating their lives to helping us. That's what they want to do. So they, they go through high school. They probably take some chemistry or some physics, um, some basic, maybe some biology. That allows them to apply. And they get good marks. That doesn't apply for a university. When they get to university, they go and study more science, maybe in biomed or whatever. And then they get hired by these big pharmaceutical companies and they get paid to find ways to save us, to help us, to help humanity. And the big pharmaceutical companies, they just want to help us too. And, and the way they make their money is by helping us. And, and that's their job and they just want to help us. And uh, so when they come up with a vaccine, when the government says, uh, we want you to get your kids vaccinated or they won't be eligible to go to uh, school or you won't be eligible for certain tax benefits or whatever, that's just because the government wants to help us. These people, the scientists, the lobbyists, the government, uh, the media, of course, they're just here to help us, okay? And in the long, long ago, guess what? We didn't have the experts. And people got really sick. People died all the time from polio and um, whooping cough and, I mean, all kinds of problems. And guess what? Those problems are gone now thanks to vaccinations. So all these people who don't want to have these vaccinations... If, if, if there was too many of those people 50, 100 years ago, we'd still have polio, we'd still have smallpox, we'd still have whooping cough and all these other problems, right? So actually the people who are against vaccinations, the people who don't want to get one or give their children one, they're actually trying to kill us basically because uh, if they don't get it, then we're not going to get herd immunity. See, that's the thing. We need everyone to get this or as many people as possible. So we have herd immunity because we're like a herd, guys. We're like cattle. In fact, that's why it's called a vaccine. Vaccine is derived from the Latin vaccus, okay, which means cattle. We're the cattle. We're, the vaccines are for the vaccus, for the cows. We are the cows, guys, and we need herd immunity from the boogie viruses and from the, all the problems. And these, these loving experts, all they want to do is help us, which is why they coerce us and, and uh, encourage us to go and get the vaccines. Because they love us. And they're just trying to help. And, and if you are not in support of this, then you are a bad person because you basically want us to, to die. I mean, what the hell is wrong with you, basically? I think that's how the normies, most of the normies, uh, see the world. And who can blame them? They've been raised since they were little kids to believe this kind of utter nonsense. And if they were anything like me, I'm 33 years old. I was given vaccinations as a kid. The ones I was given as a baby, I don't remember. But I remember at school. We were all given injections of some kind, and I think we were six or seven, and we all lined up as a class to get the vaccine. And I remember I was—I remember this uh, fairly well, considering how long ago it was. I was actually kind of okay until the kid in front of me or behind me—I can't remember which one—started crying, and then I started getting alarmed, like, "Oh, this could be bad." And yeah, an unpleasant experience. But you know, when you're given those, what are you told at school? Oh, this is to save, this is to help us. And those beliefs that people are, are given, uh, encouraged to have when they're that young. It's very difficult for them to ever let go of those beliefs. So here we are four years after I wrote that particular piece. And of course, I'm not the first or the only one to ever question this so-called wisdom. 
But here we are four years later, and of course, what's the talk of the town? Guys, remember that boogeyman virus? Remember that uh, invisible body-possessing demon we told you about? Guess what? The experts, they've done it again. They're going to save us again. They've come up with a way to save us from the invisible body-possessing demon. You just have to take this shot, come back a few weeks later, take a second shot, and then uh, it'll lessen the symptoms if the invisible body-possessing demon does happen to possess you. We don't know if it's going to stop it from them possessing other people using your body. Um, we don't know about that. But what we're very confident is it'll reduce the symptoms if the demon gets you. And then you're thinking, well, hold on, isn't this a demon that is basically harmless for basically anybody under 70, according to your own story? And they're like, yep. And, but you're telling me that if I get the vaccine, it's not going to stop me from giving the body-possessing demons to somebody else? It can still possess other people? Yep. Why would I want to take this vaccine? Well, because you have to. Because if you don't, I mean, maybe the cafes won't let you go in. You won't be allowed to travel. I mean, come on. Be, be logical here. Just take, just take the damn vaccine, guys. Just take the damn vaccine. And that's the world in which we live. Now, there's a link in the info box below. Truth34. Andy, as I like to call him. He, uh, handsome Andy is what I like to call him, actually. He called in too. Truth. He called in too. Infinite Plane Radio. Uh, Tim Mosman hosts QAnon Identity Drop. This was uploaded by History Buried. A very well done, History Buried. Thank you for this. Uh, this is a 49, 50-minute conversation featuring uh, Truth34. And he calls into Tim Mosman to discuss vaccines because here's one of the beautiful things I think about what Tim Mosman does. He has his views and he's willing to go against the regular conspiracy crowd. Tim Osman's view, I think, is that we shouldn't be scared or worried about the vaccinations. That happens to be largely my view as well. I think the vaccines could be sterilizing agents. They could be horrible. They could be terrible. Who knows what the hell these things are? But I think they could just as easily be completely harmless. And uh, a fake, a fake solution to a fake problem. Oh, don't worry, guys. Just a few more months till we all get vaccines. Just stay indoors for a few more months. Just let your businesses rot away for a few more months. Don't worry. Once we get the vaccines, we'll go back outside again. Yeah, but what if that never happened? What if no one? What if there never is a mass uptake of the vaccines? Then they can just keep pushing this nonsense for years and years and years, can't they? And after two or three years of this stay indoors thing, the UBI will already be. I mean, how much do you get in Canada, for instance, if you're unemployed? I heard it was two grand, man, two grand a month. I know in Australia it was up to almost that amount. It might be a bit less now, but there's already guys. The UBI is already coming in, just under a different name. Give another couple of years, the UBI is here, and bang, you've got the, the masses, many of them either unemployed or underemployed. The formerly self-employed now have nothing to do because their business is shut. Don't worry, stay home. You've got the UBI. Just follow the rules. One of the rules being get the vaccine. Guys, we're a couple of years away from that being locked in. I would argue it's already kind of locked in. But I'm, I'm talking a couple of years before everybody else with eyes to see realizes, holy shit, this is locked in now. There's no going back. All of this, oh, there's an, up, there's an uprising. There's a resistance. No, there isn't. There never has been. There never will be, period. And so my point here is that yeah, I don't know what the vaccines are. I don't think Tim does either. I'm not scared of them, though. I'm not scared of them. I don't want to get one. I'm not scared of them. But there are people out there pushing this idea that we should be very, very scared. Be afraid, truthers. Be very afraid. <laughs> These vaccines, they're going to possess your body. You know how the invisible body-possessing demon is fake? Guess what? The visible body-possessing vaccine is real and within it. There are invisible particles, nanoparticles. And these nanoparticles are going to possess your body. Once you get this vaccine, you might as well have the mark of the beast. Be afraid. right? Which, by the way, maybe people should be afraid. I don't think so. I don't think Tim thinks so. 
Truth34 called in and they had a chat, a very good chat, I think, about many topics, including the vaccines. And Truth34 made some excellent points about why himself and the people he mixes with are concerned about the vaccines. Okay, So even though I mock, I mock everything. I mock all sides of everything. Right, That's just how I am. And you'll see that when we get to 37 things conspiratards believe. You'll see that I don't just pick on the normies. I pick on the conspiratards as well. Even though I do mock, you know, be afraid. Even though I'm doing that, and to me it's funny. That doesn't mean I'm dismissing the, the concerns that people have. So I've got a link in the info box below. Please go and check out Truth34 Calls Infinite Plane Radio. You know what? I might even come back and play a few moments of this towards the end of the call. Let's go to the live stream chat. What are people saying? 40 people watching live right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. LSP says, I had COVID symptoms. I was lethargic last night until I went to bed. When I woke up, I was symptom-free, thank God. You know, sometimes the, the best remedies are natural. Sleep, water, decent food, a positive mind. You want a positive mindset, listen to LSP. That guy, I used to chat with that guy sort of off the record a fair bit towards the end of last year on the old Discord. You want a positive attitude. Hang around people with positive attitudes like that guy. That's the way to do it. So LSP, glad to hear that you have recovered from your COVID-like symptoms. X322X says, people who push masks are mostly ugly people who love being not ugly anymore. I hadn't really thought of it that way. I have heard people suggest that. I've never really thought of it that way. Maybe there's something to that. That could be possible. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Richard says, amazes me your response. My friend is still in ICU, nearly died. Yeah, look, I'm sorry to hear that. Assuming your story is true, which I doubt. Let's just say your story is true. That doesn't mean that your friend was possessed by an invisible body-possessing demon. I don't care what uh, the doctors say. Oh, we, we took a, a sample from his nose and we ran it through a PCR test at 40 cycles. And it tells us... I don't care. That, has, that means nothing to me. Nothing, period. So I wish your friend well. I wish everybody who is sick well. But I do not believe in body-possessing demons. Now, if someone comes to me and says, well, you have to believe. I say, no, I don't. I'm an apostate. You have to believe. That's your religion. That's your belief system. You have to believe. You've got no choice. I do have a choice. I'm an apostate. And you know what? Part of me wishes I could go back to being one of the flock. It's cool just fitting in, just believing whatever the hell the TV says. That is kind of cool in a way. But it's too late for me now, guys. It's too late for your main man, JLB. I'm too far off the beaten path, both figuratively and literally. Goodness gracious me. Just give me a second. I'm taking a glass of water. It's too late for me, guys. So those of you who are like on the cusp of becoming a heretic, you can see the problem with the TV and the experts and the, the hive mind, but you haven't yet told friends, family, colleagues that you no longer believe. I am not trying to tell you that you should become one of us, the apostates. I'm not saying that because you might be happier being a normie and you need to seriously consider the, the present and the rest of your life because the opprobrium that the apostates are going to receive is only going to become more uh, dramatic, more significant. And all these people telling you, oh, there's a mass awakening and our numbers are eventually... No, that's not real. That's bullshit. That's complete and utter bullcrap. I've been saying so for years and the evidence is still on my side here. So don't let people suck you into, oh, I'm joining a movement. No, you're not joining a movement. There is no movement. There's just a bunch of people scattered all over the world who happen to no longer believe the religion. But we are the tiny minority... And I'm happy to bet any cash I got lying around that we're going to be the minority for as long as I'm around anyway. And I expect to be around for another 40, 50 years. So those of you who haven't yet become apostates, 
out in the open, maybe you want to go down this path, maybe you don't. Okay, that's up to you. But I would say be wary of those trying to convince you that there's a movement and that our numbers are growing. Uh, no, that is just a complete and a load of nonsense. We might talk about that later on in the presentation. And as Ace says, hi, John and everybody, hello to you as well. Donnie of the Dead. Hey, Donnie of the Dead, question for you. What did you make of that story of the, the plane engine crashing yesterday or the day before? I saw the image of the, what would you call it, the casing of the front part of the engine sitting there in the, in the driveway. And it, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, hey, that's like Donnie Darko, man. Then I heard Tim Osman talking about that on his most recent podcast. I looked at one of the photos. It had the, the number of the house in the background. And I believe it was 1372 or 1732, but it added to 13. And I was like, 13, like the 13th floor, like Donnie Darko meets the 13th floor. Goodness gracious me. More Mayor says, is there a chance to hear something about what things are rather than what they are not? Okay, good question. Good question. Some people criticize me for being too deconstructionist. All I do is tear down the official stories. I don't replace it with anything. To an extent, I think that's a fair criticism. What I can tell you is that there is a real world, and you're surrounded by it right now. Maybe you're on the train on the way to work. Maybe you're in the car taking the kids to or from school or from uh, music practice, if that hasn't been banned yet, which probably has. Uh, maybe you're going for a walk. That's what I do when I'm listening to podcasts. I'm going for a walk today. Listening to IPS's most recent work, I'm just going for a walk. Go to the park, do my pull-ups, do my push-ups, get my sunlight. Oh, I got some sunlight today, guys. Am I feeling good about that? Sunlight, mwah, beautiful stuff. Went and got my coffee, got ready for tonight's show, bought my dinner to eat later, and I'm just listening. When I'm listening to podcasts, I'm usually out walking. And so all the stuff that I was seeing when I was walking, the trees, the snow, the houses, the people, that's real. That's the real world. Most people are living in a fake world that they get from social media and from the television. Their screen is the real world to them. Okay, The stories they've been told since they were kids, these imaginary fantasies in their head of people up in the sky floating around, none of that's real. That's all fake. Do you see the difference? So there is a real world, and we can reconnect with it if we want. And that's what I've been doing for the last four or five years, reconnecting with the real world, the real world around me. Yeah, The sunlight is real. Spend some time in the sun. Okay, I'm looking. Okay, I don't want to give advice to people. Here's what I did: I started spending time looking at the sun. Okay, what some people call sun gazing, and trying to think positive thoughts as I did it, as in this this big thing in the sky is giving me energy, positive energy, as in it wants to help me. It brings light every day, and guess what? I leave that experience feeling better every time. That's the real world for me. Your mileage may vary, but my point here for you is. I'm destroying abstract stories in your mind. I'm destroying the narratives on the, on the television screen and social media. And many other people are doing this as well. It's not then our job to replace that for you. You don't need a replacement. There's a real world around you right now. Your family, your friends, the, the grass and the trees and the sunlight, the beautiful fresh air, that's all real. And I think once you reconnect with that, maybe then you also want to start uh, coming up with new mythos about how we got here, where we're going, but that's up to you. It's not for me to give that to you. If someone came to me and wanted to pay me money to give them a new creation myth, then I guess maybe I could. Maybe I could do that. Maybe one day I will do that. But for now, I'm not interested in replacing these stories. And I think it can be a very... It can be a, a treacherous path, those people who instantly want to replace the old stories with new ones. You're going to run into a fake guru 
who wants to mind control you. They might not think of it consciously like that. You might not think of it consciously like that. But if you go to someone and say, okay, the old stories are gone. I want you to give me new ones. Once they give you those stories, it will effectively uh, operate like mind control. Maybe not even nefariously so, but it's like a form of mind control because now you're buying into their reality. Now you're buying into their story rather than creating your own. And we have gotten very philosophical and spiritual here in the first hour of this show. I usually try not to do that, but I'm just answering the questions you guys are giving me. Okay, so we've got a few minutes left. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, a couple of people have left um, voicemails. I'll go and check them out in a second. And an absolute superstar of this scene. So underrated, it's not funny. LXXVII Finis Temporis, which is 88 Finis Temporis. He writes, I assume it's a he, it might not be. I probably shouldn't assume that, but let's just go with that. 88 Finis Temporis writes, the mass awakening should have happened by summer 2020. Yeah, I think for those of us who were already very skeptical of the masses and their, their chances of ever quote unquote waking up, last year, 2020, should have been the year that we now see. Okay, all those people used to get mad at me for using the whole NPC uh, framework. Last year was the year for them to see that what I was saying, the evidence is, is on my side here, to see that the masses cannot and will not think. No amount of logic, no amount of evidence is going to change their minds. That's not how they work. Now, you might not like the NPC model, but you can come up with your own, whether you want to think that it's because of damage done via uh, ultrasound, vaccines, uh, bad foods, uh, poor environments when they're growing up. So now they're just like zombies rather than NPCs. Okay, you can use that as well if you want. If you want to believe that they're under mind control from the television, I mean, you can use whatever model you want. So long as that model reaches a conclusion that these people ain't waking up. Because if they were going to wake up, they'd have done it last year and they didn't. And there's these people on Twitter. and I really need to unsubscribe from them. But every now and then they'll post something that's good. But then they'll just post some nonsense. And there's a couple in particular. In fact, I'm very skeptical of these people now. They will post something about how the lockdowns aren't going to end, they're lying to us, blah, blah, blah. And then literally an hour later, they're posting, oh, there's, look at this protest in Spain, the people are waking up. Okay, now these same accounts have been doing this for literally six months or more. So what is it? Are the lockdowns here forever? Or are the masses waking up? They can't make up their mind. It's like this, it's like this, um, I don't want to use the word schizophrenic because that's a make-believe word and psychiatry is completely full of make-believe, but this um, up and down, yeah, High as a kite, then going through withdrawals. This up, down, this oscillation between fake hope and fake despair. And I'm sick of it, and you should be sick of it. This is a complete load of nonsense. This is people appealing to people's fears and anxieties and desire for copium. It's complete crap. And I'm sick of these people. And I've got a lot more to say about it, but I'll save that for another show because we're fast running out of time here at the Apostasy Show, being simulcast via the Dark Matter Digital Network. Yeah, yeah, boy, one more time. Do yourself a favor. Two bucks a month. Check out the IPS Patreon. Come back to me and tell me it wasn't worth it. No one's done that yet. And nobody's going to do that. Go and check it out. All right. Let's see. Okay. So I've gone through one of the 37 things normies believe today. We don't really have time for more. Let me play. Which, by the way, you can go and check out the whole list. It's available for free at johnlebond.com. Link in the info box below. And I normally don't talk about the invisible body possessing demons. I normally don't talk about vaccines or masks. It's just that we're going through this list one by one and it happened to come up. But if you're new to this show, my plan is to talk about COVID and the rest of it as little as possible because I'm tired of it. We've had a year of it, guys. We've had a year of it. Those of us who said that this ain't going away, this is the great reset. The evidence seems to be on our side. 
I could be proven wrong in six months. Great. But I'm not going to spend the next six months talking about it and waiting for that to happen. What's happening is happening. I'm not interested in talking about COVID. I think, I mean, I know that some of you are, and that's cool. I've got no problem with, with you and, and the rest of you talking about it. But this is my show. I've, I've got lots of other things to talk about. And let me tell you this. There were some massive black pills before my coronas and before my great resets, okay? There were some massive black pills almost nobody talks about. So for those who are, I think, hooked on corona because of the black pill element of, oh my God, this ain't going away. Oh my God, the people are stupid. Guess what? If you want some black pills, why don't you try a new brand of black pill? Try the JLB branded black pill. Because I've got others, man. And you know what? In some ways, they're way worse than my coronas, my lockdowns, and my great resets, okay? And we'll be talking about those and more in future episodes of Apostasy here at apostasy.com. So let's go to the the message that was left. Uh, Let me see. Just give me a second here. This one comes to us from um, DB user. DB user sent this uh, message through. Let's check it out. Hey, JLB. This is DB user in beautiful, sunny Japan. And I know that the audio didn't come through great last time, so I'm going to repeat whatever is said just for those of you who uh, maybe your, your headphones aren't working very well or whatever. I want everyone to know exactly what I'm responding to. So DBs are from beautiful, sunny Japan. Apostasy episode one was great, and I think you're on to a real winner here. He says that he liked the first episode. Thank you very much. The first official episode. Of course, there were two pilot episodes before that. Anyway, I wanted to ask you about your experiences doing this thing for so long. It's pretty common in the alternative conspiracy truth realm to find people who have a fairly dark outlook on life. Some of the material can be shocking, uh, depressing even, and it can completely alter one's worldview, not always for the better. So I'm curious to know about the other side of that coin. So DB user says that there's a lot of dark material out there, and a lot of people who come into this scene, it can kind of warp their worldview into a negative place, is what he's uh, suggesting. What's the most positive experience or benefit that you've got out of exploring the ACT or ACT realm? He asked, what's the most positive uh, experience that I've gotten out of exploring this? Anyway, cheers. Good luck with the show and talk to you soon. Cheers. Thank you very much, DBZ, for the voicemail. I do appreciate that. And that's an excellent question with an excellent premise. His premise is a lot of people will come here and this, this material can have a very negative effect on them. And then he uses that as a premise or as a leading to. So what, what's something that's positive that you get out of this? Excellent question. Thank you, DBZ. I really appreciate that. Uh, short answer would be... I've been doing this for, I started my first podcast back in 2014, and it's now 2021, so we're coming up on seven years since I first um, became a content creator, and I'd been here for a year or two before I started creating content, just as a consumer, just as a content consumer, watching videos by people like um, Press Reset Earth, and uh, Red Pill Revolution, uh, Jeffrey C, PK, uh, reading blogs by various people, and like I'd been in, in this like alternate scene for a couple of years before I became a content creator. And in all of that time, has it been a net positive or a net negative? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, like that's looking more broadly. In terms of specific positives, hey, I get to run a website now where I get to sit here and talk uh, and just share my honest opinions on things and I make money doing that. That's pretty cool. I don't make much money. The money I make would be uh, nothing in Australia. I'd be poor. <laughs> I was poor. I spent a couple of years poor at poor AF. Fortunately, now I can move around a little bit and... In the country I'm in now, the, the money I make is uh, sufficient for paying for Airbnbs and food and beer and, and um, skiing. I'm going skiing a couple of days, so <laughs> it's, it's nice. That, I'm very grateful for that, and I've spoken publicly about how grateful I am. Uh, but this was a lot of hard work to get here. This is a lot of hard work, a lot of content creation, putting up a lot of trouble that comes with doing this. 
you get so many haters, you get people who pretend to be a friend and they turn against you. People make all these nasty comments about you. I make videos about... I mean, so much hatred comes with this. It's phenomenal. It's, it's incredible. But the one upside from it is, hey, um, you know, my, my so-called job is, uh, is just doing research into topics that I'm interested in, talking about topics I'm interested in, talking to people who I like to talk to most of the time. So I'm very grateful for that. Uh, aside from that, the one good thing that I think I got from it was just to reconsider what I thought was, was healthy in terms of diet, exercise, and things like sunlight. Uh, maybe maybe seven or eight years ago, if you said to me that you go into the sun, you stare at the sun, you think positive thoughts, you ground your feet when you're not wearing shoes, and you think that makes you healthier, I said, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I would have said. I think I probably would have thought you were a hippie or some kind of um, new age, new age uh, nincompoop. I don't know. Like I don't know what I would have said, but I don't think it would have been positive. Whereas now, if you say to me that you have never tried to ground your feet and stare at the sun and get sunlight... <laughs> I think to myself, okay, well, you've got a lot of catching up to do. And, and I feel that that's benefited me. Not to say that I'm super healthy, not to say that I'm super at peace with the world, but I do think I've benefited from reconsidering what I thought I know about health would be the main uh, individual benefit, I would say. So I hope that answers your question. And I do agree with you. Many people who are here are very negative, very black-pilled, very, uh, very cynical. I, I do wonder, DB user, how many people were not like that before they got here, this place changed them. And how many people were already like that? And this scene just gives them a place to vent and to be upset at the world. I now suspect a lot of people who are here, who are cynical and negative, they already were. But now they've found an online so-called community where they can just come and be that way. And they're like, oh, you've got an excuse. You're, you've got an excuse because now you're locked down. You've got an excuse because now they're threatening to, to vaccine you or whatever. These people would have been complaining about like anything. Complaining about their neighbours, complaining about the local restaurant, complaining about the weather. Uh, complaining about the the orange man bad or the the bumbling Biden man bad, like you just they were just negative com complaining people anyway. I think I, I think there's more of those than there are people who were regular. Then this place uh, took them to dark places. I don't know. Like there's no way for me to prove that. But after seven years uh, creating content, that is my suspicion. But it's still valid regardless of whether they were already that way. Now they're here, or this place made them that way. Uh, a lot of people do focus on the negatives, and I try not to be that way, which is one of the reasons why I'm sick of talking about the coronas, because let's be real, guys, there ain't much good coming from that uh, in a broad sense, and the lockdown's not going away, the, the nonsense on TV's not going away, the masses aren't going to wake up, uh, and and then you see people who are supposedly awake, and they'll argue with you, and it's like, how much more do you need to see, brother? How much more? I thought you were smart, and now I'm starting to second-guess myself, because you're still carrying on like someone hooked on the hopium. And you, you, these people are allowed to be hooked on the hopium, but I did not come here to delude myself. That's not why I got into this scene. And those people hooked on the hopium, they're deluding themselves. So my point here being that the whole negative, you know, can we focus on positives, DB user? Excellent point, excellent question, and hopefully my answer has um, gone somewhere to answering your question. Now, we're coming up on the one-hour mark. We're not quite there yet. Do I take a chance? Do I take a chance and play one of the recordings that were left recently. Let's go to the live stream chat. You guys decide, should I go a little bit longer for the first hour and play one of those um, voicemails that were left? Let me know in three, four, five. We've got just over 40 people watching live right now. Thanks to everybody for coming out. One Trick Pony writes that the war that was going on in the 1984 movie was an invisible one that nobody ever saw, I think is what they're trying to say. They were constantly being told that they're fighting a war, and to just stay united in that one cause. One Trick Pony, I've never, I don't believe I've seen you in the comments before. 
excellent comment, right on point. And more and more people in this scene, I think, are starting to become open-minded to the idea that you weren't just lied to about my terrorists and my 7-Elevens and my jet fuels. You also lied to about my justifications and my wars and my Middle Easts. I mean, even just this idea that America has to go to war for oil. Who convinced you that the oil comes from the ground under the sand in the Middle East? Maybe that's part of a deception as well. You know, now we're really getting into the, the fakery element. When you start boiling down, how much evidence does the average person have that all our oil is coming from below the ground? Okay. Most of us have no evidence. Now, if someone's worked on an oil rig and they come to me and they say that they believe because they worked on it, that's, that's fair enough. You've got that. You've got the empirical evidence. You saw it. You heard it. You felt it. Maybe some oil splashed up when you were changing the things that they do. I've got no idea. Maybe something got in your mouth and you tasted it. This is empirical evidence. This is empirical evidence that the oil is coming from the ground. Fair enough that you believe. Hopefully, if someone comes to me and says that, they'll understand that. Yeah, but I've never seen such a thing. (laughs) Oil just coming from the ground and these special boats that are kind of anchored and they drill down into the water below them. I mean, maybe they're real. I don't know. I don't know. But the people who tell me all of this tell me a whole bunch of other lies. Hopefully, you can see why I'm skeptical. Okay, let's have a look here. All right, look, we're coming towards the end. I want to apologize to the two people who did leave their voicemails. I would love to play your voicemail right now. However, we are at the end of the hour. And so I'll play those voicemails in next week's episode. I promise you that. And anybody else who wants to leave a voicemail, please do. And hopefully we'll get to a stage where there's one hour of just voicemails. Just one hour of voicemails, people leaving their thoughts. Let's make this a, a, a like an interactive thing. People either joining me for the live stream, like live on the air to talk, or leaving voicemails. I really want this to be more about you guys and about me. So for the first few episodes, I'm going through 37 Things Normies Believe, and then I'll go through 37 Things Conspiratards Believe, and that'll take another few episodes. Once we get through that, and you guys have an idea of where I'm coming from, then every week will be a dedicated episode, one topic. We might dedicate an episode to uh, vaccines. We might dedicate an episode to the Bible. We might dedicate an episode to my climate change. We might dedicate an episode to oil. Is it really a non-renewable commodity? You see, that's my plan. So it's going to take us a few weeks to get everything ironed out, to get the intro down pat, to get the uh, to get everything else down pat. But um, we'll get there. Make sure you check out apostasy.com. That's A-P-O-S-T-A-S-E-E.com. That's where you can leave. In fact, let's go there right now. That's where you can leave your voicemail. It's super easy, okay? There's a voicemail page, which we're on right now, but just to show you, it comes up with this. You record, okay? Then it lets you listen back. If you don't like it, you can scrap it. If you do like it, you press send, then it goes to me. Then I play it in next week's show. It's that easy. And for those of you who are worried, oh, will I sound good? Will my question be good? Don't stress. You record before anything gets sent. It lets you listen. So if you want to re-record, you can. If you want to scrap it all together, you can. But as long as you're happy, you send it. I play it for the next week's show. For those who don't want to put their voice to this at all, you can just leave a comment in the mailbag. And of course, there's a contact information as well so that you can send me an email if you want to do that. That's apostasy.com. Uh, check the links in the info box below. Please go and check out this call with Truth34 and with Tim Osman. Looking at different sides of the vaccine, quote-unquote, debate, I think it's always worth being informed of where different people are coming from. That's always a good thing. Check out 37 Things Noise Believe, free article in the info box below. 37 Things Conspiratards Believe, article in the info box below. Big thanks to Dark Matter Digital Network 
for simulcasting this stream. There might come a day, guys, where I can't do this on YouTube anymore. I've had a couple channels deleted, another channel that's on its last legs, and you know they've, they've given a couple of strikes. So it's only a matter of time until YouTube get rid of me. D Live has gotten rid of Tim Osman. These um, outlets, they're making it hard for us. There's no point complaining about it. That's just the, the way the game works. The thing is, Dark Matter Digital Network, Tim Osman controls that. So he can stream whatever he wants. So there might come a day where uh, Dark Matter is the only way to listen to the first hour of this show. I think that's going to be a long way away before we get there. But in the meantime, it doesn't hurt to familiarize yourself with these other platforms. So check out Dark Matter Digital Network, link in the info box below. And check out the IPS uh, Discord. Two, two bucks, guys. Two bucks American. If you don't like it after one month, just cancel. But I think you will like it. I think you'll enjoy it. So go and check that out. So all the links you need are in the info box below. I'll read a couple more comments. And then the first hour of this show will come to an end. The second hour will begin at the JLB Discord server in five minutes. So I'll see you there. But uh, this will be the end of the first hour. So big thanks to everybody in the live stream chat, especially those of you who are new here. Hope you've enjoyed the call. This is the fourth. Okay, it's a second official show, but there were two uh, pilots as well, all available at apostasy.com. And I think that'll do us for the first hour. So come and join me for the second hour, if you can, on the JLB Discord server. But that is going to do us for today. Uh, for the first hour on February 22, 2021. This has been episode number two of the Apostasy Show. I'm your host, John LeBond, coming to you from Bulgaria. And I'll see you for hour two in just a moment. But until then, I wish you guys all the best. And uh, yeah, have yourselves a, a lovely day, evening, afternoon, whatever. I'll see you guys all again very soon.